Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Well, we can talk about on the trail of UFOs, too, because it kind of dovetails yeah. into that. All right. Uh, cool. Have we talked about that on the show? Mm-mm. Just West Virginia, that it's West Virginia. Okay. This is Monsteropolis, a show oh. about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined, as always, by my pal, Mark Matsky. That is me. Hello. I just thought of something as I was saying this, oh. and that is by now, whoops, by mm-hmm. now, um, many of our listeners may have in their possession a copy of of uh making monsters yes. the small town monsters book um adrian has been toiling for the better part of 2 weeks to get all 400 plus packages packed and shipped uh, and this time this has been wild to see because we've taken so far we've taken two loads to the post office they're both massive the first time it filled my entire car. Wow. And and this morning we took three boxes and it, it covered the back seat. Um, we have not, we are behind. This is the first year where we're behind. So we fell behind on when we needed to be shipping everything. So some backers might not have their stuff until next week. Um, what happened was our printer ran out of ink because she's running so many labels. Oh and then the, the uh, uh, office depot was out of that ink. So they had to special order it in and it got in yesterday and she was packing last night, even though she worked all day yesterday on yesterday was rough for her because she had to do uh, filming. She was in mm-hmm. the Bellwood shoot. So she was in costume the better part of the day. Uh, and then she had to go teach preschool at church. So wow. she had a she had a big day and then she came home and was packing orders <laughs> last night. That is a full day. That was, that was very full. Um, and I've signed all 400 plus DVDs and Blu-rays by myself, which you've been there for some of the assembly line style. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty easy when we do that. We usually knock it out in like an hour. Yeah. Hour hour or two. Alone. It takes a considerably larger amount of time. Like I had to sit there and cut open each thing myself. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like stack them all. And then you pull the, it's it's a whole thing. Nowhere near as much fun. No. (laughs) Um, but we have, as of this morning, I would say we've shipped 300 maybe, um, of, and in context for previous years, 300 is probably like, I don't remember what we had last year, but I feel like that would have been the max that we were shipping last year. So just in the last like three years, we've probably tripled what we're shipping. Wow. Um, but anyway, if you're a backer and your stuff isn't there yet, uh, just be aware that we are like probably two days behind from where we wanted to be. And what that will do is push into the weekend 
by early next week, you should everyone should have all their rewards. Um, I would assume by the end of today, she'll have the rest of the stuff packed, and then that'll all be going out tomorrow. Yeah, that's amazing because it's just two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been wild. It's not fun. No, <laughs> no. She's kind of upset about next year because because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to her about how many titles are involved potentially in next year's Kickstarter. It's just multiplying. Yeah, uh, it's rough. All I know is yep. I'm never doing signed DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> on a Kickstarter again. This was the last year. By then you'll have drone delivery. Maybe yeah. you don't have to worry about this. Well, can the drones pack the orders? Pack, yeah, <laughs> drone packers. Uh, just robots in your employ. You know, we have a lot of nieces and nephews. We need to start putting them yeah, to work on this sure. going forward. I think that's that's going to have to be a part of it. Anyway, this this week's show, um, I don't think we're hitting anything specifically. So kind of a catch up episode for listeners who are like, it seems like all you guys do anymore is catch up episodes. It's probably true. Like we. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is how we catch up. Yeah. So that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, the. The. Uh, the year's schedule has just gotten crazier as it's gone on. And, um, I mean, originally I wasn't supposed to be traveling again for the remainder of this year. And now I'm looking at three filming <laughs> trips by December. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so things are busy, uh, and hopefully it all pays off next year and, and people are happy with what we're doing. We're basically COVID didn't really catch up to us until in the last month. I would say is when I finally noticed the effect it's had on like the shooting schedule. So, um, but yeah, what have we talked about on the show? Did we talk about the, sh- the, uh, the title launches for next year for STM? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. We did touch on All right. most of those, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, but I think we are going to maybe talk a little bit more about one of them in particular today, the UFO West Virginia mm, yeah. connection. Yeah, we're doing uh, so on the trail of UFOs, Dark Sky, which will. Uh, so we uh, one thing I want to say about this is the plan right now is to have returning people from season one. So even though we're kind of changing up the format and it's going to feel somewhat different, I don't want it to feel disconnected. I want it to still feel like part of what you just saw with season one. So uh, returning will be uh, Mark Matsky and Eleanor Haskin for sure. Beyond that, uh, we're working with David Weatherly, who was one of my favorite interviews for season one, and he's mm-hmm. already agreed to come back. Really? Um, That's great. And then we're trying to figure out the Ryan Sprague situation. So we'd like to get at least those four people back and potentially a few more as well. Um, but but for now, they'll, they'll be back for talking head interviews. And then what's funny? Do, do you have to extract him from New York City? Or he's what? not in New York City. Oh, he's, he's in not. Hawaii. That's, that's Yeah. And this, this brings me to a funny point. Wow. Um, Shannon and I have realized we now have an opportunity <laughs> to do uh, On the Trail of UFOs, Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, so that might, and I'm being dead serious about this. We, I, might, we, <laughs> we might be doing that next year. Film on the rim of a volcano yeah. or something. Yeah, we'll make it yeah, I could see this happening. Yeah. Well, Zach's always joked around he wanted to do like Beast of Sandals, Jamaica. So we could, oh, he's like, why are we always filming in these, in these like freezing cold locations? Why can't we go somewhere nice and warm? So that's good. Uh, this yeah. might be that opportunity. Um, so yeah, uh, we're so the the west virginia thing um 
you know, the pieces are starting to come together and, and fittingly, I guess one of the things we're talking about this week is, is the Flatwoods monster event that we just attended. I just attended. Um, and while I was there, I used that opportunity to talk with some of the other investigators that were there from West Virginia Mm -hmm. and start putting plans in place. I can tell you Les Odell, who's now been in, this will be his third STM production after appearing in the posse sequence in Momo (laughs) and an interview in uh, the Mothman legacy. He's going to be um, doing an interview and uh, taking us out on night ops. He'll be joined by Los Hooligans, the Moth Boys. Oh boy. Here we go. Um, yeah, so they'll be appearing in an STM. Oh my goodness! Project finally. Well, Matt <laughs> has, um, mm-hmm. but but this is well. I guess he, that's fitting. He's been in it in, in in the series already, so he's coming back. He's convinced he was the character seen on uh, the first poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how you can see the sure, outline the silhouette, the outlines him. That's Matt. Yeah. Um. So the you moth let boy. It slip. <laughs> yeah. I'll let him know. Uh, <laughs> the Moth Boys, Les, uh, uh, Ron, and um, uh, Ron, and oh my gosh, it just blanked. What is happening? Joe, sorry, Ron and Joe from uh, a wild and weird West Virginia. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in it, uh, and we'll be doing some night out stuff with them. Um, and then we already have a witness interview lined up. Um, we have a really cool shooting location at Wheeling, which is a diner we're going to be shooting in. So I'm mm-hmm. lining up interviews to do there. That'll be our first night. Uh, basically, this is just a really expansive look at West Virginia UFO lore and history and hopefully tie it into some of the larger picture as well. But it's just changing gears from, yeah, you know, season one. Realistically, we cannot cont- continue the pace of season one, which season one was so jumping state to state i mean in in, in any, coast to coast yeah in it any was, given episode you could yeah. jump th- uh, pro- four, four or five locations easily mm-hmm. in any episode this is not going to be yeah this is going to be very focused um you're going to basically get two states through the entire six episode season um and dark sky which is episodes one through three is all about west virginia which you is know, that's so cool i mean that what i like about that is that you know if you read the mothman prophecies that was as much about UFOs as it was Mothman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there really is a history in the state. Well, and that brings me to to one of the things I want to do is to revisit a couple of the stories we've done, we've covered in our in our movies. One is the Flatwoods monster. We're mm-hmm. definitely going to Flatwoods. We'll definitely be um, hopefully interviewing Ashley Teets, who will hopefully take us up to the location where mm. her grandparents had their sighting uh, near their farm. And then the other is going to be obviously the Point Pleasant. We got to go to Point Pleasant while we're in West Virginia and at least spend the night in the area and do a night ops. We've never done any sort of night investigation in West Vir- in Point Pleasant other than the five nights I spent out in the TNT area looking for the quote unquote Mothman with a <laughs> Japanese film crew who <laughs> tried to hoax it uh, and forced me to watch man bathe in a horse trough sitting on cinder blocks over an open fire. <laughs> Uh, Does that footage exist anywhere? So I mean, well, I can tell you, we all were shooting video footage on our phones because because <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing we'd ever seen. So that footage exists, yeah. for sure. Oh wow! Um, and then there, so 
And at one time I downloaded the entire episode, mm-hmm. but it was on my old iPad. And I think that's the iPad that went airborne off my car. That oh my day. gosh. Yeah. Um, Cause I remember seeing poor, like yeah. portions of well, that. I show have on, I know just on my phone, I have my intro where it's like the samurai voice comes in yeah. and at least <laughs> introducing <laughs> Seth Breedlove Mothman Hunter. Yeah. Um, so that's I just all. love the graphics on yeah. those shows, you know, like yeah. with all the the names plastered on, and they had like a picture of Mothman, like a, a yeah. artistic Mothman superimposed mm-hmm. over the downtown of Point Pleasant. They used special. some footage from our movie in there too. So, oh, that, while giving us on screen credits, so really they did it right. Yeah, good. Well, See, everyone on that show it. was very kind, uh, except the producer who I almost got in a fist fight with <laughs> while I was in the TNT area. <laughs> Literally had to be pulled apart. Oh boy, so that was. I think I've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of we should do a retrospective it, on that. <laughs> be great. International relations were yeah strained. Well, he's briefly. from San Francisco, so oh, okay. I guess you're right. International relations. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the we're we're honestly I can't wait to get into this. I don't know. It it's that thing where you you get your you get your movie making fix with like bell witch and mothman legacy. And then we get our like adventure film fix with Mm. on the trail of, and I'm in the middle of this very strenuous editing process with this movie that feels like you're editing a fictional film, not so much a documentary. And I'll get to, I'll get to jump back into great. Here's a camera. Let's go film some stuff Mm -hmm. with on the trail of UFOs. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, and to do it in West Virginia, I think we we spend a lot of time in West Virginia, mm-hmm. but I always feel like we could cover so much more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the state is expansive. I'd love to someday go it's to massive. like Eastern, like the mountainous, real mountainous region of West Virginia and poke around. So we're at Dolly Sods. That's area. where we're going. Yeah. So in fact, I would say most of the shoot will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll do a night in Wheeling, and that's mostly because that's our first night. We're just kind of heading there, mm-hmm. doing some stuff there. Um, and then night two, I'm assuming, will be Point Pleasant area. Nights three and four are Dolly Sod, Seneca Rocks, um, mm-hmm. that area. I got I already got our Airbnb up in that section. So, um, yeah, so uh, I hate to be the only – I feel like I'm the only one talking on this episode, too, because I, I went to Flatwoods. Well, yeah, it's okay. As long as I'm doing this, what do you remember? What is your fondest memory of Flatwoods of the movie? Like, or, or I guess, like before I even ask that, what do you think of the movie? Have you watched the movie lately? The, our movie, yeah, Flatwoods, the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, I movie. like it. It's really, I think, I know it's one of Andy's favorites, mm-hmm. and it's. I really enjoy it a lot because it's so focused mm-hmm. on the the brothers, obviously. And it really, like with the, the opening sequence, it accomplishes that 50s science fiction, like B-movie vibe that was part of that whole scene. I mean, that, you didn't have to manufacture that. That's what was on people's minds at the time that all this happened. Yeah. And I got to run from a monster, which is yeah. a big deal for me. <laughs> you know, anytime yeah. I get to pretend hurl violently and then... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We got some hurling happen in Bellwitch as of yesterday too. Oh no! Yeah, really? we brought it back. Yeah, <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> We're running that back. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I um, and the fact that if you follow the the threads thematically in the movie, it mm-hmm. it takes you to a very sort of reasonable conclusion as opposed to it was definitely a vampire monster from outer space. Yeah. I I like that too. I, I probably jumped ahead here because that was the last thing I did at the event we just attended in Flatwoods. But we we watched the movie, and everyone asked me. The Moth Boys were staying, and everyone asked me to come watch. And so, oh. and I wanted to watch The Lantern. This is the funniest thing. <laughs> the Lantern is Andrew Smith's movie about the making. Of, we t- we interviewed Andrew on this show just a few months ago, and we talked mm-hmm. about the show. Um, it's it's all about the making of of the Flatwoods monster green la- uh, monster lanterns and. That, that movie starts and all of a sudden your voice comes in and I was like, I completely, it threw me for a loop when it started. Cause like that was months ago that I watched that movie yeah. and I completely forgot it was narrated by you. So that was funny. Um, and then, Oh, the other trippy thing was like before they played our movies, they played trailers for other movies. So the new ghostbusters was up there. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah. Cause it felt real for right. a Um, so I want to talk about don't for, don't let me get out of this show without talking about how normal things felt for a okay. little while. I mm-hmm. want to talk about that because mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so they played our movie, and I actually sat. I sat with the Shangs. I sat with Matt and Mike, um, Mikey as I call him, and we watched. Uh, we watched the movie The Lanterns. Just a fun watch. I mean, it's like I don't know what to compare it to. It reminds me of some of the old like I used to watch. Um, Com- a lot of comic book documentaries and kind of reminds me mm. of that. Like, mm-hmm. It's so focused on this one tiny aspect of that right. much larger story. Mm-hmm. Um, but our movie starts and I realized I haven't watched this in a very long time. Okay. I can't remember when I left, la- maybe 2018 when it came out. Wow. So it had been a really long time since I watched it. And, um, you know, we go through the opening credits, which I've always really liked. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the movie and, um, the movie opens with uh, a series of shots moving toward things. And I think we see the school and we see the mm-hmm. sign, the Braxton monster County, the Braxton County sign and all that stuff. Um, and it's moving. We're moving toward them. That comes into play later. Cause when the movie ends, the last series of shots are moving out. Um, and then the movie gets into the first B roll. And I immediately got up and walked out because I forgot that this we had a lot of issues during the making of this movie. We only had a crew. Originally, this was going to be a short, a much shorter film, and right. we had talked about making it maybe free. It was kind of like Minerva, where we were talking about mm-hmm. making this like a free movie or just a Kickstarter reward. And so Zach and Jason and I were the crew. And mm-hmm. in fact, like eventually, Jason dropped out, and it turned into just Zach and I. And there was only two or three trips down there to do this too. Um, and then one of the trips was just dad and I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was like very small scale. Um, but one of the issues we ran into was trying to film along that road. We decided to just handhold the camera. We didn't shoot at 120. We just handheld the camera and that B roll, the first B roll you see that isn't moving in the movie is awful. Like I was watching, I was like, this is terrible. And the first like two minutes of the movie are badly edited. It's it's sloppy looking B-roll and I got up and walked out and then I decided to go back in cause it was real hot in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went back in and sat down and by then the B- that section of the B-roll is over 
the movie's kind of like settled in mm-hmm. and then uh i really liked it like it was yeah. a weird experience i was watching it, i was okay. like this is this is fun yeah um it's like what you said i thought what, one thing about it that was kind of cool was how focused it is on it just it's it does its thing like mm-hmm. goes from point to point throughout the case it's a it's like really a case study mm-hmm. and that might be the most case study like story that we've told other than maybe Minerva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're just going piece by piece through the story. Right. And um, so I really like that. And then I loved uh, two, two aspects of the recreations. One is Bob. Some of those shots with that thing are gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, there's a couple where he's just like, you see him at a distance and the eyes like it really works. It's impressive. Yeah. It there's, a, there's a few shots that really work. Yeah. There's some that are silly. Um, but they didn't take me out of it either. Like yeah. it, it almost, you can almost just accept it as, Oh, it's supposed to be like a B movie mm-hmm. moment or something. And the reactions are believable too. Yeah. Those guys did a great job mm-hmm. of looking scared. One funny thing about that. Uh, I noticed at least a couple shots where there's a minimum of nine children on screen. <laughs> and that's because my nieces and nephews kept sneaking into the shots. <laughs> and so there's one where, I mean, they're just crowded yeah. in there. <laughs> Uh, so that cracked me up. Um, and just seeing how young they all are, like oh, great, great yeah. in the other room right now. Right. And you like look at him and he's so much older now. And, um, and the other is yours. The, the recreation with you and Sue. Yeah. I like, I forgot how well that works. And like when the monster shows up, it's this funny kind of like a <laughs> wink at the audience and like i think you either get it or not or you don't like yeah. you either get that we understand it's a silly thing mm-hmm. or you don't um but it's like such a well done sequence with the the green screen and all that yeah it really is yeah and, and it's just fun i mean i will remind sue of that occasionally because mm-hmm. i don't think she dwells on it at all like okay you were in a movie remember yeah. she's like oh yeah that's right it's just a fun like family history thing for us yeah. at this point. And of course for me to be menaced by a monster on screen. I mean, there's that, that's pretty, it's wild to see that pretty cool because you look at it and I remember filming it. It just changed it. Like the whole thing is so weird. Cause we filmed on this, we filmed nothing. Like you're reacting to nothing. The Correct. background was just a green yeah. backdrop. We're in a tiny space. There's very little room. We didn't have any to space. Do we yeah. shoot, we shot everything with an 85 millimeter lens cuz to to try to frame out the edges of the mm-hmm. scene. And uh yeah, it's just wild to see it. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I can't believe I can't believe what we accomplished on that one sequence in such a chaotic yeah situation yep. and that car was that's the second time we've used that car too <laughs> and maybe the third um it just worked like the whole thing was it was nice to watch and i forgot how much i love brandon's score mm-hmm. and brandon might listen to this so he might get upset at me for talking about this but he, we were just talking the other day and he was saying that in school right now they're teaching them that you know the modern way of scoring stuff is no themes everything's kind of like minimal and all that. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it and because we, he had sent me some music, some test music for Bellwitch and it's, it's great. Like I think, I think it's going to work really well with mm-hmm. that movie, but I like themes. Yeah. To, 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 for reference, I always think of John Williams. Mm-hmm. I love close encounters of the third kind. John Williams. I don't care for prisoner of Azkaban. 
mm-hmm. John Williams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah. that huge change that right. happens at some point where it just like the themes go away and yeah. all of a sudden everything's very minimal. Right. And I, and it's all more about the noise or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Shore did that in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like Lord of the Rings is one thing. And then the Hobbit. Yeah. I like, I bought the Hobbit CD and that was it. Cause mm-hmm. it was all this atonal, just, sound stuff as yeah. opposed to the themes that he did for Lord of the Rings, which I prefer as yeah. well. It's movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could sing I, the, the Flatwoods theme is super memorable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's exciting when that comes in and the Flatwoods monster is like rampaging around. It's, it works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a old school film yeah. way of thinking of it, I guess. Yeah, it, it, the the um, song at the very end when it's kind of ending, um, is it's great. If I could change one thing, oh, I shouldn't say this. Never mind. You probably <laughs> you probably can read my mind. On yeah, the one I, thing I, I would change probably. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'd, I'd like if to. If I re- could turn back time, if I could find <laughs> a way, I'd have Mark Matsky narrate the movie. And he'd stay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. So, so the event. So, I went to this event um, in Flatwoods. And, again, I feel mm-hmm. bad because I feel like it's just, this is just me talking endlessly. Um, the uh, So, we had this event in Flatwoods, and it was called the Not a Monster Movie Fest, mm-hmm. put on by the Flatwoods Monster Museum and Andrew Smith. And... Um, so basically what it was, was originally this was just supposed to be, we we're going to do a couple screenings of the movies. I was going to go to that. I didn't yeah. really care. I, I said, I'm, I'm going to come down regardless. Cause right. I really did miss Flatwoods mm-hmm. and I miss my micro tell. So, <laughs> I, uh, so finally I, appointed. I, yeah. Microtel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so we, um, yeah, so they had this event. Um, what it ended up being is uh, right next to the Flatwoods Monster Museum is kind of an open lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he decided he was going to bring in some vendors and give us that space. And we could set up and vend and we would have a, a mini Flatwoods Monster Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that. I think there were six of us. So it was Dave Spinks was one of them. Wild and Weird West Virginia. Moth Boys Les Odell. Um uh, blanked. I can't remember her mm. name. Mm. Oh, was it? Um, mm. Keep on creeping on. Is yes, that, that's it. Yeah, it's the keep on creeping yeah. on girl. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. It. I feel bad. My brain. To be fair, I took a, a migraine pill today, which is probably my fifth in the last four days. So mm. there's very little left of my brain. Um. Anyway, so so one thing, okay, so the crowd wasn't huge by any stretch of the imagination, which is to be expected. For one thing, you're in Sutton, West Virginia, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And for another thing, it, we're in the middle of COVID-19 times. So uh, there were actually more people than I expected. I think Andrew did a real good job of promoting the event. I know he went on a uh, local news show and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, every single person that came by the table spent money and like a lot of money. Wow. So that was kind of strange. Yeah. Um, they were ready. And they yeah, came I talked ready. to everyone yeah. and they That's all had cool. the same kind of experience. Like there wasn't a ton of people, but every single person that came by the, the table was spending a decent amount of money. Yeah. Well, you know, that makes sense when you stop That's to think about it. Yeah. 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 Everyone's ready. Um, 
so that part of it was cool. We we did vending all day, and then we um, we hung out, and that's kind of when I started setting up the plans, getting the plans in motion for on the trail of UFOs with some of the other vendors that were there and mm-hmm. and investigators, and kind of starting to plan things for that. One thing I should mention: Mark Muncy was there, which is kind of crazy. Um, Mark was um, interviewed for uh, on the trail of UFOs season one. And his interview was unceremoniously deleted one night when Shannon and I were trying to dump footage. Yeah. <laughs> Just open the door. It, it's the. No, you're good. It's that one. Yep. Uh, That's the star of the Bell Witch right yeah. there. That. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Mun- Muncie. So Muncie's yeah, yeah. Interview, yeah. Yeah. So he stopped by the table and we talked for a little while. Um, his interview was deleted during, uh, we were actually on the chestnut Ridge. Oh, oh, oh. high strangeness. Yep. Uh, we were in that haunted farmhouse and I was, my, my brain was also fried then. Um, and Shannon and I were down at the dinner table dumping footage and going over what we could. And I just remember I deleted a card and realized immediately what I had just done. Mm. And you can sometimes you can salvage that footage. I couldn't salvage it. It was mm. just completely gone. It was his A camera, which also had his audio. Um, the bad thing that might not seem like a huge deal, but the problem with that was um, Shannon had flown to Florida we had pretty much flown her to Florida specifically to interview Muncie um, and then shoot footage there. So the reason there's no Florida represented in the entire series outside of the opening credit sequence is because of that. We accidentally deleted Muncie's interview. Otherwise, we probably would have had a whole yeah. like ninth episode. Like the Cape Canaveral stuff. Mm-hmm. All the all Cape gone. Canaveral is gone, yeah. Wow. So that's why... Um, we lost that interview, but anyway, he was there, um, talked to him for a little while, which was kind of cool. Um, and just being back in Flatwoods is, is neat. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually make it over to Flatwoods. I was in Sutton, Yeah, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, I realized that story is still just one of my favorites. Like, mm-hmm. I just like being there, you know, like some of Freddie's family was at the screening. Oh, really? I guess Freddie really wanted to come, but his wife's very sick right now, so oh. he couldn't do it. Oh, and, that's too bad. And, um, and it's just like, it's, it's one of those towns, like there aren't many of them. Like of all the movies we've done, there aren't too many towns where I feel like it's like home away kind of thing. You know, Point Pleasant's kind of that. It's probably fitting that both of them are in West Virginia because I do love West Virginia, but Point Pleasant and Flatwoods, those are two of the big ones. Like I just want to go back there yeah. all the time. Um, I love the fact that that theater is there. That's mm-hmm. operational. It's just two, two doors down from the museum. Mm-hmm. Like you just walk there. Have you been there yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, we got to do some sort of road trip. Yeah, I would love to go see that. Yeah. See the museum. Try to buy one of those vinyl yeah. flatwoods. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck trying. <laughs> Uh, you could, you'd probably stand a better j- chance just busting the, the display <laughs> case when he's not looking. I, I should tell you that he told me one of the reasons he put the event on was because he thought he could lure you down there. Really? So he was really hoping he would, that you would come oh, with me. Oh man. Um, so well, I think have he was, it on not a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of important yeah. for me, but as a yeah. pastor, yeah. <laughs> um, it was just a cool event. If they do it next year and I think they are kind of talking about doing it. Mm-hmm. I really recommend going. Um like Sutton and Flatwoods or whatever, they're not 
they're not really centrally located necessarily, but then again, nothing in West Virginia is. Mm -hmm. So it's worth the drive there. Make it a weekend thing and go see Grafton, which is an hour away and Mm -hmm. drive down to, um, the town where they had the first Mothman sighting, which now I'm blanking on the, uh, you know, the graveyard, the graveyard. Oh, the graveyard. Yeah. Um, And actually I got the name of the graveyard over the weekend where that happened. Yeah. There's only one graveyard in that town which again, I can't remember the name of. And the la- this lady that grew up in that town was telling me she, she is pretty sure she knows the graveyard. And it sounds like a place you would have a sighting of the Mothman because mm-hmm. it sounds like the setting for a horror movie. It's oh, apparently wow. the graveyard sits up on this hill, you know, right there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, a re- it was a really great event. I, I really recommend going to everybody. Um, I got nothing else to say. That, that's it. Yeah. Well, how about um, circling back? You touched on this earlier, but the feeling of things being back to normal or. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that is one thing you we were all wearing masks or whatever, but mm. it was just kind of nice being with uh, the, the moth boys and less and all these guys, you know, and but but where it really felt normal was in the movie, which I've gone to three movies since theater started back opening back up and I had that same sensation every time. That's like mm. my normalcy thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I hate to say this cause it's going to sound like I'm making some sort of religious parallel between the two, but it was almost like when we went back to church, like there's just like, there's something that yeah. like puts you in. Oh, okay. Things are okay. Mm-hmm. Mindset. And like, and just like you can, a movie, you turn your brain off, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you can sit there and just, be entertained for an hour, even though I'm the one that made the movie we were watching. Yeah. Like it, I, I hadn't seen it in so long. It felt right. like I'd never seen the movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I forgot about a lot of things. I'll tell you one thing, and this is corny as I'll get up, but um, my grandma died in 2018, which is the year we released Flatwoods. You were at her funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we shot Flatwoods kind of over the course of 2017. We shot it in between Mothman and Invasion. Right. And even though Invasion came out first, it was shot around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we took our time with it and just kind of did it when we could. And that was because of that. Originally, we had planned on it wouldn't be anything big. Um, during the night shoots, this just came to me as I was watching it because I hadn't sh- seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, at The, the movie kind of ends with a bunch of nighttime footage of Flatwoods, downtown Flatwoods. Um, not uh, right before it goes into the, like pulling out the mm-hmm. shots where the camera pulls out. Um, but I was sitting there with Matt, Matt was next to me and I was like, you know, I just remembered like Zach and I were shooting this footage and I called my grandma and we talked on the phone and oh, my wow. grandma even talked to Zach on the phone and they hadn't talked in like years, but it was yeah. just kind of like, I, I don't do, we've talked about that on the show a bunch. Like I don't go back to our stuff, but there's a weird like time capsule element mm. that's that happens with it, especially like seeing all my nieces and nephews as right. kids and, yeah. and watching it and thinking of my grandma still being alive. And that yeah. doesn't even seem like that long ago. No, it's just strange. Yeah. But it is, it, I think you've said before, it's kind of like a time capsule. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Especially with like Andy, especially that yeah. for sure. And just the, how specific those memories are like mm. yours. I mean, just the, the things that, working on the book made me think of, and, and then Andy and I start talking about, remember when we did that? And it's a, a memory that we haven't accessed for like years. Yeah. 
but it takes it you right back to that experience. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I just hadn't thought about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna let you all go. Um, we we have another episode coming up. Um, listener mailbag. If you want to send us uh, listener mail, monstropolismail at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of mail and it's great because it really gives us a show topic without us having to do a ton of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, I feel bad because I know I didn't even mention the monster, not a monster movie film festival on Monsteropolis. Mm-hmm. And that should have been something I did. So I, you know, the one thing I can tell you, we don't have a lot of events coming up or anything. Obviously we do. And we are attempting to get, the dates locked down for a signing at the, at the uh, Mothman festival or the Mothman museum. Um, so we're going to do hopefully a big launch party for the Mothman legacy at the Mothman museum. We're going to come down there, hopefully a bunch of the crew and we're going to sign DVDs and stuff at the museum. So um, keep your ear to the wall. Keep your ear to the <laughs> wall. Keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff you can find us uh we're on the radio uh i think 97.1 fm in wadsworth there was a stabbing here yesterday get out of here it's kind of a funny story actually <laughs> it's a, you know that's what you'd expect from a small stabbing. town yeah. <laughs> stabbing honestly it was uh i'll tell you about it okay all right uh <laughs> tune into the next show thanks bye Monsteropolis is proudly presented on Wadsworth Community Radio 97.1 FM or streaming live at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. It is proudly underwritten by Thurber's Jewelers on the Square in downtown Wadsworth.